0: Is it some devil that crawls inside of you?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bad Etiquette Podcast. I'm very excited to bring you my guest today, Brett Leitz. Hi, how are you?
0: I'm doing just ducky. Just ducky? (laughs) I'm doing plum ducky. No one says that. Hello. Thanks for having me. I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm excited. He sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> fuck yeah dude i'm happy to have you here sorry it took so long and sorry i was so unprepared i'm usually a little more prepared and the room's a little cleaner typically
0: oh uh, yeah it's all good i, I don't mind it's not yeah. a big
1: deal and i mean i just get to express my like personality with my shit everywhere because my room's a mess so
0: it's but trust me it's better than what like all the crap i have on my walls <laughs> in my room right now
1: what do you have on your walls
0: okay so i, I um i Earlier this year, I moved into my friend's house in Mission Hills, and they had this weird little like uh, partition room in the garage with a like it's like a fucking storage closet with a window, but it's like big enough to fit a twin bed in there and like a TV and some other stuff. <laughs> so but upon upon like checking the room out, I guess they had gotten drunk one night and they spray painted a dick on the wall, <laughs> and I don't mean like a little, like it's a fucking like four foot scale penis. <laughs> on my fucking wall and i hate i just i haven't painted over it yet you haven't painted
1: over it is there like details or veins yeah there's
0: all of it oh man is it is it is it is it it, it circumcised yes (laughs) so i mean yeah and yeah so that's how uh don't feel bad about your room i have to wake up to that shit in my fucking face every day well i have a dream
1: catcher on my wall so you know it might as well be a big cock where behind you I've been meaning to, oh, like, it's, it's take tiny. it take it down out of the background because every time I take pictures of guests here, it's in the background. I'm waiting for some, like, astrology cunt to be like, oh, Mr. Doesn't Believe in Astrology has a fucking dream catcher. And it's like, ah, well, my brother made it for me. It's nice. I don't it's know. special. Yeah. It's sentimental. I don't think it does anything, but my brother made it for me, so I kept it up there.
0: I saw this meme yesterday um, talking about fucking astrological signs or whatever and I started reading mine because I'm conceited as fuck yeah. and it was like you're an asshole and you're determined and blah 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 and you probably kissed yourself in the mirror and what the fuck I'm like what the fuck is this and then I checked all the other ones and there was all just fucking baloney yeah just fucking yeah. talking shit about each one like personally Well, at you, first I was like what the fuck is this and I was <laughs> checked the other ones to see if those were that bad too and they were so I didn't feel as bad yeah
1: of course they're
0: boring. talking <laughs> some shit well I think that's why like
1: the people who are into astrology are so into themselves themselves they have to constantly like they're they're constantly so conceited and so so narcissistic like they yeah. have to constantly be like overanalyzing themselves and comparing to others so that's why they get other people's signs and then they yeah. use that to compare it and it's just like this like really toxic way that like this medium trick <laughs> tricks women into mm-hmm. like attacking each other it's like a new kind of like female warfare
0: the fuck you know i don't know i've seen like just because i don't really play into that kind of shit just like if someone like it's cool for it's like if you're into that kind of shit that's cool with me or whatever but like i don't i'm not really into talking about it because who gives a shit so it's <laughs> like oh you're, you're you're into that like what's your sign and i'm just like i'm a fucking leo <laughs> because I, i'm too bad at like being able to be like no that's stupid i don't want to talk about that but you know
1: you know what? It's if if you think it's stupid and a turnoff and you don't want to talk about it, you need to say that. Because one of these days, you're going to meet a girl that's like, oh, thank God, a real man. And then she's going
0: to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to be like, thank God. So, yeah. I've been, I've been a little better at being honest lately there's no
1: one with a retirement plan or a pension that believes in astrology and if they do they're (laughs) losing it you know what i mean there's no one that's gonna collect social security like ah i knew these capricorns had it in the bag
0: the star said it all man brother fuck dude (laughs) off to to a good start
1: Oh man, I, I, you know what I do? I lie to like if someone asks and like I'm trying to, if I have the time and the patience, for yeah, them, I lie. I tell them, Oh, I'm a Sagittarius or whatever, Sagittarius. Yeah, and I'd lie. And then you know what they do? They always go, Ah, uh, that makes sense. And it's like, <laughs> you know why? They always oh, do the same shit. So They're like, so I fucking, fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. I told you. See, he was acting like, and it's like, no, you dimwit you you realize what the fuck those are they're you know they're all human traits that everyone has and then they just divide them up into groups and then you go oh i relate to this i relate to that and sometimes relate to this sometimes relate to that and then you just fucking plug yourself into it and go oh i fucking i'm that that's
0: totally me man bro and then like people start like oh there's it's my fucking Taurus coming out. Sorry. Oh, I fucking- <sighs> Dude, I swear to God, if I'm ever at like the bar or something and somebody does something incredibly fucking stupid and then blames it on their astrological sign, I'm probably going to get up and leave. You should. But- I think they should leave. I think we should be like, we should go
1: get the bouncer and say, you need to check their ID again because they're acting like a
0: fucking child. <laughs> like, sorry, I kicked the bartender in the balls, but I'm a Gemini. So I don't know if people actually do that, but if they fucking did, like. I, f- I feel like that. I- I'm sure it's happened. I mean i feel like there's like that
1: meme or tweet that like talks about like oh you're shut up you're just a bitch karen it's not the <laughs> fact that you're a fucking gemini or a libra yeah stop blaming it on that so i think people are self-aware enough but like people who like constantly like they'll share stories about it they'll put like yeah. they'll put it on they'll put it on social media i know i said oh, social media is boring but this is totally
0: something no it's okay. we're gonna we're gonna get into some stuff we'll be all right <laughs> for example like the word gemini like i wrote a song for your books called gemini and I used it to write it about one girl, but I used the name from one of my ex-girlfriends because she always talked about being a Gemini. <laughs> so right around the time when I wrote that song, I'd been out of that relationship for a few months, and I think people still thought I was pissed about it or whatever. But then I, got, I was with this other chick for a little bit, no big deal, and I wrote the song about her. I wasn't with her, it's a whole thing, but it was like confusing. And yeah. it was really funny. Cross wires. Thought, yeah, on. well, yeah, because I was like, oh, well, it's about her, but everyone thinks it's about that yeah. one. Yeah. So, so you, I'm you bait bait and fucking switch. evil. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, I wrote a stupid. song named
1: Gemini, it'd be about the Gemini Theater. Yeah. Because I love movies. I love movie theaters. I
0: haven't been there. I mean, it's closed now. But like, I think I went there like once when I was a kid. I think I saw Monsters Inc. Oh. In like 2002. That's beautiful. I think yeah.
1: I. I don't know if I saw Monsters Inc. in theaters now. That I come to think of it, I wish I. Or had, it might have been Toy Story too. Maybe I, I saw know. that actually. so I actually saw oh, that in the drive-in. Really? Yeah, I've never been to a drive-in, dude. You better go because I they're have to gonna go. buy yeah, that I fucking know. one Santa Maria. Nothing's I know. Out of here.
0: Such a ri- and like that's what sucks. All that shit's gonna phase out. I think. All those like classic old-timey things of like a drive-in. Oh, yeah. well, like we, I mean, fucking. We had a bowling alley. There was no need to get rid of a bowling alley. Dude, people you know are I mean? still
1: bitter about the fucking bowling Fuck yeah, alley.
0: bitter about the fucking, there's nothing to do
1: here, man. You know, listen, cocksuckers, <laughs> I went to that bowling alley frequently. My parents were in a bowling league. I bowled my ass off as a kid. They'd go, like, during the summers, like, every weekend, I'd go bowling with them. I could play. I could break 100 playing as a kid, no problem. Ooh, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is not not a big deal to, like, most people I now. suck at bowling. But we'd go to the Lompoc fucking bowling alley. And there'd be
0: no one there, Ever. so I
1: don't care. They closed it because it wasn't making any money, and they bought they sold the property because it was a fucking pit, and they were not there, you know. And that's why a bunch of old people live there because all the people who did bowl couldn't fucking bowl anymore, and now they need some place
0: to sleep, so they built fucking smokestacks <laughs> for them to s- stuff them into. No, I know. I, get, I mean, I get the whole like financial thing, but it's just it's it all goes back to the fact that there's not a whole lot to do here. You have to make your own fun. Dude, it really sucks. Well, well and it was, I was only brought that up because like it's like it's like the Gemini like that was that was a cool spot that didn't have to go anywhere. But I guess mm-hmm. financially, if it didn't work, it didn't work. But I mean, what I mean, really, we have like the aquatic center and the movie theater and the skate park. Yeah, but you know who but, goes
1: to the skate park? The whitest, trashiest, grossest people right now. I don't yeah. like going to the skate park. Every time I go there, it's just like. It's like, the, you guys aren't stopping yourself from being... You know how, like, when people complain, like, oh, there's nothing to do, yeah. and this is why the town, like, people get turned on to drugs and do this. They still have something to do, and they're still doing the drugs and drinking and being a little fuck-ups. Correct. And I fucking hate going to the skate park and going, like, this is making no difference in your life. I need you to get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to learn kickflip backsmiths. Goddammit. it.
0: <laughs> no, I, and I mean... I used to go to the skate park a lot. I, I was never good at skating, but um, I used to go there a lot to try to skate. And uh, that's skateboarding. That's that's
1: skateboarding. skateboarding.
0: Yeah, I mean, b- but I fucking push Mongo because I'm fucking <laughs> one of those fucking kids. There's no excuse for you. <laughs> yeah. See, but um, I still tried. And um, the older I got, like the le- just just the weirder people. I mean, some of the people I met there like like might still my good friends to this day, but a lot of them were just like, Ugh. you could do without. Yeah. No, for it. sure. Like, there's some people that I'm cool
1: with just because of familiarity. Yeah. And, like, I'll see there. And, like, I, where I might have been, like, cold too. like, listen, when I go to the fucking skate park, I'm in my own head. I'm by myself. I'm doing my own thing. Even when I have friends there, I'm just trying to lie. Like, I'm not a nice person when I'm there.
0: Yeah. Well, but, that, but that's your thing, though. Like, that's, yeah. you know, skateboarding, that's important. I well, get that. Well, though. okay, okay. Let's, let's get You back don't to want anyone to, like, stifle that. Yeah, agree. if, if, if Agreed. If it's not productive, you know what I mean? Mm hmm.
1: I'll tell you, one one, before we get back to fucking fun things to do around here, one time I went there with, like, microdosed on a little bit of mushrooms, and it, like, changed the way I skated.
0: Like, like like a good way?
1: In a good way. Oh, I believe it. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was, like, laying into grinds differently, and I was just like, it was like...
0: Did you just eat like a, like a couple caps or just like yeah, a small just like, amount? Yeah, just a couple. I yeah. did when
1: I did my podcast with my friend Joel. We like just ate a couple and then like I just went out skating after a little bit afterwards. Yeah, and cool. it, it was just like it was like my board was doing the tricks and I was just along for the ride. It was
0: a trip. That's beautiful.
1: And that's like how I like try to <laughs> skate now, and it just sometimes I just tap into that like flow state, and it's great.
0: Well, that's the thing I've learned about. Um, we'll talk about psychedelics briefly, like. for me, and I'm not trying to be like one of those guys for me, it's like, I noticed that there was always like a profound change of mind. Every time I did something like that, because I mean, and I always looked at it differently. I never really took mushrooms or anything like that to get like fucked up. Like, yeah, party. Like I, you know, I did it to, Mm -hmm. it's, it's all about experience. And, um, there's been several occasions where, um, I just had a change of perspective or an outlook change rather Mm -hmm. doing that kind of stuff. Like with music, it just, you know, I always came to a different conclusion that I don't think normally I would have. Yeah. Whether, whether it was better for worse. It's a, it's a
1: phenomenal perspective change and it opens your third eye, so to speak. Sorry for being a cliche, but like, no,
0: no, no. Like I'm going to bring up a cliche too. Like for example, like the first time I ever took um, acid when I was like 19 and yes, we're going to get into all this right (laughs) now. Um, First time I took acid when I was 19. I mean, I can't explain to you what it was like because you had to be there. (laughs) But um, I remember waking up the next day and kind of like, this is such a fucking like edgy thing to say, but whatever. I was like 19. Just say it. Yeah. (laughs) So I remember looking, like I went to Walmart one day, or like that day afterwards. I think I'd been up all night and was like wearing off. And I went to Walmart to go like grocery shopping and be an adult. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, I remember thinking and looking at stuff being like, looking at like fast food and all these biz, like all these businesses and thinking like, wow, everything is super synthetic and weird and not real. Yeah. And S- signs jump out at you. Well, no, I meant like the whole corporate mechanism bullshit. I was just being edgy, but I remember thinking like consumerism and all this other shit and how we're kind of just fed whatever. You just kind of like
1: saw right through it. Yeah.
0: And I'm too, I'm too dumb to get too into that. Cause maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but. It was just one of those things I remember looking at. There was a perspective change is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, that's good. I think it's important because people are so easily marketed to that. It, I, I like with the astrology thing. Yeah. Same thing with like going to Walmart and going, oh, I fucking need the new ass hammer 9000 or I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be un- unfuckable next yeah, next dude. Christmas. You know, no one's going to get me a, a, a new handkerchief if I get, don't get the fucking. Come dumpster deluxe, you know, like people just get get fucking like sold things.
0: Consumerism. Yeah, well, listen, like, like, some of
1: it's good, yeah. and I do like that it's stimulating the economy, and I do like that like people have l- careers and lives because yeah. of it. Like that's good. Like I love that I go to Walmart and there's fucking crackheads working because I'm like, you're not on the street being an annoying crackhead. <laughs> you're good in- for you. You're in front of the goddamn <laughs> milk being a fucking crackhead. It's great. You stock the milk, you know what that's they found what you're good at, and you could do that. It's good.
0: That is good. That's a, that's progress. Progress is important. Yeah.
1: No, you uh, were there the first time I did acid.
0: Okay, yeah. That was an okay. So I'm gonna fucking tell the story to the best of my recollection. All right. All right
1: so me and you Connor know, before okay. before, you, before you start before you start, before you start. I've told this story so many times, but I was also on acid when it (laughs) happened. So I need you to piece together the other half and confirm what is my imagination and what is uh, like just actual fact.
0: All right. So I'm going to start off saying it probably wasn't that cool, but (laughs) all right. So for some fucking reason, it's 1230 in the morning and I'm with two of my, I might've been with like three of my friends or two of my friends. I don't know. And I, I was sober, I think. It was just like middle of the night. And um I'm standing there with my friends and I think they were drinking and I was sober. I might have been smoking pot or whatever, but it's nighttime, we're in the Taco Bell parking lot, and all of us Dallas comes running up out of nowhere, and there's like no cars. He just appears. And he's trying to he's trying to have like a conversation with us and he's sweaty. So he looked like he had been running all across town. <laughs> <laughs> he's all fucking sweaty and i'm like the fuck is going on <laughs> and uh um, somehow i don't know what had happened i think he tried to like hug one of my friends or jump on one of my friends and a short fight ensued and they started but they weren't like hitting each other they were kind of just like circling each let other me, let
1: me stop you there let me fill in what uh, happened.
0: yeah I, I, I don't so I don't remember if it was you or
1: someone, but you guys were kind of goofing around, and someone had tackled someone or tried to wrestle someone. And like, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, I was like trying to be the good guy and help the guy who was getting tackled by getting him off. Is that what happened? And I had a a Starbucks like water, ice water in my hand, and for some reason, I think I set it down, or Connor had grabbed it from my hand, dumped it down the back of my shirt. Uh,
0: Okay. See. Okay. All right. So real quick. I must have been on something too, because I don't really remember the situation, and it was also several years ago. But all I know is I remember that there was a certain point where I had turned around, and like Dallas and Connor are just going at each other, and I'm like I just didn't understand, and then it stopped. And then they hugged, and then Dallas we disappeared. Hugged? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure you guys hugged, and then you were just fucking gone, and I didn't see you for like a couple months after that. Dude, dude that's <laughs> hilarious. Okay, so this is—I didn't, I didn't remember the water part.
1: This I, is this is what happened uh, from my perspective. Okay, that had happened. Um, he poured water down my back. I immediately turned around and punched him or punched at him. Okay, so yeah, and that's, then that makes sense. I do remember someone commending my me ducking while he threw a punch at me yeah and then coming up and he got me right in the eye and, oh
0: yeah and uh, so that's what it was so to this, i know it wasn't that bad listen, but like
1: well, it wasn't yeah. but to this day i this eye is still like swole right oh, here wow. because i was on acid and i thought that oh my face looks funny but it was actually I had a swollen eye from getting punched in the oh, face wow. so i never put any ice on it so it just kind of like just never got got its uh kindness but okay 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 so i stopped because i was so deep on acid i thought that he had a glass eye and i knocked it out and everyone was looking for it and i because i looked at him and i was like oh no his eyes out and i was like that's not cool dude fuck that i felt super bad so once i realized that happened i like kind of kind of told you i was like guys i am so sorry I am on fucking acid right now. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you your face when I saw your your ears wiggle <laughs> and your nose and your eyes went oh, wo- no. all big and black and it was, like, was like oh my fucking god i did that and pointed at you and you were like what 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 and you were super excited about it but i distinctly <laughs> remember your face just god. changing gears on me and i was like oh shit oh man and then i just
0: kinda... was that the first time? you said that was the first time you've yeah, done it first oh man time. that's a profound experience and i too. fucking
1: waltzed off after that
0: yeah no i fucking <sighs> yeah so yeah thank you for bringing light to light the situation I might just have a bad memory, but I do remember that night. But I'll tell you, fucking acid's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do it. I don't
1: I, really do it anymore. I'm, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm more and more like controlled, and I'm not just gonna th- throw a punch at someone now. Yeah. Back then, I was much stupider
0: yeah but even still it didn't seem that bad and with the, it didn't seem that bad but with the situation that you thought was happening <sighs> that's fucking terrible i couldn't imagine like that immediate like holy fuck i just knocked this fucker's eye out and well, now we gotta find it yeah <laughs> like, i thought it. i was like a marble like like, like, oh, oh, exactly dude exactly. Fuck that that's awesome
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then i think i've seen him around town and like have like a faint Memory of who he was, but i like he I moved now. Okay, yeah, did he used to work at Palmerville? He did. Oh, okay, so that was him. He, so he worked at Palmerville, and I think he worked at Albertsons here for a like, while too. Do I know this guy? And I'll be like, was that that guy? Yeah. I don't remember. And I have literally had to have uh my friend Nate the Great, Nate Eller. Oh, um, go home, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Oh God, oh, I love oh, it. He's gonna great. hate you for that. Um. <laughs> um. Dan's pretty good. We, we could talk about him for a second. Yeah. Oh, I feel really bad. I have not been to a single one of their shows. I've been busy like every time they have a show and I haven't made it. And the rest of my friends have made it with him. But he's yeah. a phenomenal drummer.
0: He's a nice guy too. I, see, I saw him at yeah. the the shim like maybe a couple weeks ago and we talked for a little bit. Dude, he's cool. super
1: he, he's a cool he, dude. He, uh, he's grown into such like a legendary character.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. there's
1: no way around it. Yeah. I If I was like in college or in film class or something, I would do a documentary on this kid that's awesome like he legitimately like started just like this little hang around kid you know a little kind of dorky and then just transformed into this fucking like self-sufficient like yeah, he's a hard worker local from what punk i see legend dude he
0: works his dude, that's ass off like the, sh- the shit he posts on instagram dude it's like he's fucking always working and he finds like all these like he's he somehow finds like tarantulas everywhere, and I'm just like, "What the fuck?"
1: Dude. I think tarantulas find him. They're like, "Ah,
0: one of us." No, yeah, he's a. I like his drum style. I want to go see his band. I haven't seen him yet. I know they're. I know they're relatively new. Pervitin but, bastards. Yeah. Do you know what that's named after? No, I do okay. not.
1: so Nate informed me that he donated the purvatin part. That's his contribution. Yeah, um, purvatin was the. Speed that the Nazis used in World uh. War Two. <laughs> <laughs> so they're <laughs> <Yeah>. pervitum <pervertine> bastards. <laughs> and fucking I was like, "That's sick. fucking ra- like dark and rad." Yeah, that's cool.
0: Do
1: it. Um, speaking of fucking cool creative people, we were talking about how there's nothing to do around here, right? And I was gonna mention that because of that, it kind of like there's a breeding ground for people who don't lose themselves to drugs and bad choices and gangs, but actually become very creative and talented people. Yeah. And you, my friend, are one of those, at least to my uh, you well,
0: know I appreciate that. I mean, I've had my experiences with whatever, but for the most part, I mean, I never really let alcohol or anything be my like my safe way because I was bored because I never needed that. I just enjoyed it or like Mm. going out and drinking or going and hanging out with your friends and whatever. No big deal. Um, But it's because I had that the whole music and art thing since I I was so young that it was just always an option. Mm. That's why it sucks when, you know, it sucks when music may not be as available to people or the inspiration for it might not be there. Cause then when that goes with anything, any art or any kind of hobby or whatever, cause it could lead you to some fucked up things. If you don't really have your thing, you well, know what
1: I mean? Me, me and Kylie and our friend Hanneval's philosophy <laughs> of like someone else has got to do it. Like, someone has to be a garbage man, and yeah. someone has to be, you know, a secretary, and someone has to, you know, clean the shit. And yeah, someone's got to
0: like, be the dude that puts does colonoscopies or whatever. Exactly, and, someone, and whatever. someone's
1: got to be a fucking musician. Yeah. And someone's, like, that. it's just the way the universe works, and hopefully, I'm not going to be one of those, you know, someone has to be a fucking loser. Yeah. I, hopefully, I don't want to be that person. Me. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you, I, seriously, um... I don't. I'm sure I don't need to tell you this, but you are an extremely talented musician. You've always been since I've known you, and it's always like shown through. And just watching you play at like Solving Proof, and just seeing your like recently. Yeah. I know. I came up to you. I had just started drinking.
0: It's all the good. first
1: day, and I was like, "Listen, I know I'm drunk, but <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> thank it, you it, for it, that. Yeah, I appreciate you know, it, all It was that. fantastic.
1: You. It, it, you play guitar so well, and you sing so well, and it, there's no interruption. There's no like uh separation between your presentation when you perform it's really nice some people i'm like they're looking at the chords and they're fucking hanging up on the words and like (laughs) you just bring it and you also know every single nirvana song on guitar
0: i do i remember that was one of the first things i told you when you were like yeah i have this
1: guitar check it out i was like i
0: don't know Every Nirvana song for whatever fucking reason. I
1: remember we were at Tim's and Tim would just rattle off like deep cuts, and you'd be like,
0: dun, 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 and he'd yeah, be like, "What the fucking He fucking does it! you <laughs>
1: do that song," and he was just tripping out. And oh, I was dude, like, yeah, he
0: fucking does. That so, was a
1: long time ago. Well, I mean, you probably know a lot better songs now too. And-
0: oh, I'm just saying that it was like just so long ago that we hung out, how young mm-hmm. we all were. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like, it's uh, weird how people get lost in their lives when they get older. I'd say it was about five, five, five or six years ago. It was oh, 2013.
1: I have another really good story with you, and this is literally just satisfying my own ego. So please, okay. listeners and Brett, keep up with this. Put up with me. Um, I apologize. <laughs> Do you remember when you and I were walking to Tim's house one night? And there was that dude who had his arm. Around. I do. Yeah.
0: I do remember that. Okay. Holy fuck. I haven't okay. thought about that in years. Okay.
1: This is another one of those stories where I'm like, did that actually happen? Yes. I need a second No, that actually I happened. need a witness's
0: account. No, it was of on, what I remember happened. it was on Maple and H Street. It was on Laurel. Was it in Laurel? front of the don- donut shop. Oh, oh, no, it started right by
1: old Jiffy Lube. So right yeah, across it, from there. It had started on Laurel. Me and you were walking yeah. uh, east towards Tim's house on Laurel. Yeah. By the donut shop.
0: And, and it was happened. like fucking midnight yeah, or one in the
1: morning. We passed open. this like vato dude or not even he was just like no he was I
0: mean, he, he probably he was his, like, I don't arm, remember, like but...
1: around this girl's neck and it was like too tight where i was like oh god i hate that that's so like possessive yeah, and gross still, and it doesn't yeah. look comfortable for her and yeah. they walked by and they reeked of alcohol and i don't even think i had even like started drinking by then so i was super like yeah, me neither. you know and they went down the alley yeah, behind that used car lot. Yeah, and we were crossing the street, and I was like, "Fuck, Brett, I don't have a good feeling about this." Yeah, let's go. So we ran down uh-huh. to like that end of that alley, and then what happened?
0: I think, I don't think you. I don't think either of you hit each other or anything, as far as I remember. But I know that you went up and like, you were like, "Let her go, like get the fuck off," or "Let her go," mm-hmm. and she didn't really say anything either. It's not like she was like, "No, it's not like that, blah blah." She didn't mm-hmm. say anything. Um I don't really but I don't really remember what happened after that. I know that at first he was just trying to brush you off like ignore you until you like ran up on him but Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think you guys I don't think you hit him or anybody hit each other. I don't think. So, I this is how you, I You you definitely ran up and was trying to stop whatever was happening. So, and I was behind you. I think I tried I was going to call 911 if it got worse. Yeah, yeah, I know you had your phone, right? You're- and I didn't my phone didn't even have service. <laughs> <laughs> I so my memory
1: of it is me saying, "Hey, get your fucking hands off her." And yeah. by the time that had finished my lips, I had already ran up, charged them and knocked them both over. Okay. And she screamed wow, when I Wow. I'm that. fucking
0: so bad at remembering. <laughs> no, my no, memory's no, no. trash.
1: Maybe, maybe my memory's trash, and maybe, but I, so this is what I don't think
0: thing. she got knocked over. I do remember you got really fucking close to the guy. I mean, I, I don't, so it was such let, a long Let me time finish ago. and
1: tell me if this is bullshit or if you remember this. Okay. Go on. I tell this story frequently yeah. and I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, for sure. I'm sorry. I'm such a douche. No, no, um, right. Let me do it I knocked knock them both over. She screams and she gets up and runs away, and he gets up. And he starts, like, trying to, like, square off with me. Yeah. And, like, throw a punch. And, you know what I mean? And I remember going, bink, bink. Just throwing him, like, left, right. Just two punches. And, and then he went down. And then I was like, okay, we're going to get the fuck out of here. um, And then, like, us, like, walking away. And then he got up and pointed something and shouted something in Spanish <gasps> at us. And oh, we turned around, turned around and it, I was like, what is that like a gun or something? And it was like a light up keychain or some stupid shit like that. And I was like, fuck you. You don't have shit. And we just like bounce. Okay. we Ran
0: okay. to Tim's. Yeah. See, I remember that. Okay. So that's literally the first time I've thought about that. Like probably, I mean, since around the time that that had happened, I mean, this was years ago. This was years before alcohol abuse and smoking pot. <laughs> But no, I, I definitely, I do remember, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely remember you were trying to stop it, and I mean, I wouldn't put it past you if you hit him, to be honest. I don't know what I was doing, I, I think I was just backing, I think I was just behind you making You're sure nothing, backup, yeah, dude, nothing was you. gonna get fucking stupid, but, yeah, the, yeah I have a horrible memory, <laughs> but no, that did happen, and... I do remember him pointing something at us and being like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then he kind of, it just. Then he like ran away or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he ran away. The girl was gone, though. She was gone she, by so the time he got up so off So whatever, whatever was going on there was probably a good move to do because she would have stuck around or hit you or mm-hmm. whatever if it wasn't a, like that. Yeah. She would have said so. so. I remember, yeah, I, I fucking kudos to you for that. I forgot that that happened. I, that was a long time ago. That's a very important thing to <laughs> to not let that kind of fucking bullshit happen.
1: You know what I mean? And I was like super feminist back then. So it was like, don't touch yeah. a lady. I um, <laughs>
0: well, I mean, t- I mean, I I mean feminism you t- or not. I t- mean, it's yeah, just, yeah, I know,
1: but I was like super like egocentric or like fucking a savior complex or about it. And I was like oh, very whatever. white night. Long
0: time ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> very white knight. Is that what you said? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was, I, there was so much adrenaline surging through me by the time I yeah. had ran up on them. It was already just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like it, to me, it happened. Like slowly, yeah. That we no, was gone. very quick. We, yeah, it we were gone a few minutes. Fucking, not even a few minutes. Yeah, probably, it, it, you know, after the running and tops.
0: everything and getting away from it. I yeah. mean, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fucking. It's a long night. <laughs> no, re- and see, so since like r- situations like that, it's like I always try to keep an eye out for that kind of shit now. Mm. And I mean, whether I thought about that or not, like it's just something like working in bars yeah. since I was twenty-one. I mean, that's it's something you gotta like. Keep an eye out. Yeah. You wouldn't want that happening to you or your sister or whoever, you know. People mm -hmm. are shitty. I've seen, you know, people do shitty things and it really fucking sucks.
1: Yeah. And those people don't stop. They don't stop existing because there's also nice people around or good people around.
0: And a lot of it's people that are fucking drunk. But I've always said this, being drunk is no excuse to act like a fucking moron. You know yeah. what I
1: mean? Some people, but it just it happens. Some people just want to be a moron, and they're not good at it when they're sober, so they need to be drunk to do it.
0: <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that no, was very. Yeah, I remember that night. Well, okay. we we did we had a bunch of nights like yeah. that, not where it was mm-hmm. anything bad like that, but we just hang out back on the nail, kicking it.
1: Yeah, dude. You have my favorite euphemism for a hand job I've ever heard in my life.
0: A tugger. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My tuger. man, <laughs> I've never heard
0: anyone else say, "Oh, dude, dude, I got a tugger." <laughs> <from this girl." laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's is it like okay, what, everyone listening. I don't normally use that term. Uh, I just jog my me- exactly yeah, what It, it jog my memory when he brought it up.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, we were probably walking around the same place, and you would said it, and me and Tim stopped dead in our tracks like a motherfucker. <laughs>
0: just called it a tugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Fuck, <laughs> dude. love that. I uh, love how this is going so far. It's good. Good, good speak. Good I'm glad. Do you need a break? No, we're good. Okay. Can we take a break? At yeah, we clear?
1: can take a break at any time. Oh. If you want a bathroom, want
0: some more water or something.
1: No, I'll be good. I'm good okay. right now. Okay.
0: All right. So, yeah, called it a tugger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where
1: did that term even like? introduce itself dude to i
0: have no fucking idea right. i have no i just i i remember the i'm sure i saw it in a movie or something Square of sidewalk
1: i was on <laughs> when you said it i could go there and be like see this to see this
0: square footage of sidewalk <laughs> this is the tugger square the tugger square yeah <laughs> tugger square california that's awesome. Let's start a punk band called Tugger. Tugger, damn,
1: that's yeah. that's like a that, that remind I immediately thought of the band Lagwagon when you said that.
0: Ooh, I like Lagwagon.
1: I'm not going to fault you for it, but yeah, well, that's um, fine. <laughs> I like one song by Lagwagon.
0: <laughs> that's because it was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater too.
1: Yeah, that's where I got most of my music taste,
0: dude. No shit, like that's the first time I heard like Suicidal Tendencies mm-hmm. or the Vandals or I mean, all sorts of like the Adolescents, like all that shit Absolutely. was in that
1: dude i saw the Adolescents a couple years ago
0: they're still alive that,
1: well, well the bassist died uh, but okay. um <laughs> he was like 400 pounds um, oh yeah that'll do it yeah this dude fucking like i never thought i'd be because that was like one of those punk bands that like when you get into punk as a kid's like seminal that's like yeah a big important yeah. part that blue album is everything hardcore punk is like yeah. it's one of the greatest albums of all fucking time, Absolutely. and I got to fucking see them fucking do it. It was That's so dope. fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was like a bucket list. Like see the adolescents do those songs too. Yeah. Holy shit!
0: Yeah, I haven't seen I I haven't been to like a like a like a big punk show like that in a long time. And what's suck? I mean, I got into I got into punk rock from more available platforms. Like being super into Nirvana as a kid, they were always trying to push other like punk, not saying Nirvana is a punk band, but they would always talk about punk rock and their influences. Mm. So that's when I, I mean, I listen to stuff like the germs, you know?
1: Yeah. I remember us connecting on the germs. I love the The germs. germs. Yeah. They're fucking gnarly. That was a trip. I remember you coming up to me in high school and you're saying, Dallas, when are we going to start a punk band together? And I wanted to punch you in the face. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck do you... Th- I was like, how do you even know my name? Even though I knew exactly who you were. Yeah. And I was like, dude, n- I-, I was so mad. I, th- I, I, I thought just- I was so punk. I was such an asshole.
0: I think I was just excited because uh, Doug let me borrow the yeah. book Get in the Van by Henry Rollins. Yeah. And I, just, I read like the whole thing. Well, he
1: had let me borrow the book and...
0: Do you have it with you right now?
1: This is his copy. And Motherfucking- I have it to this day.
0: My dude... This is a great read. It is they, a great read. He's got an audio book of it too that he did himself. Yeah. And uh, I, I love I audio too. I listened too. to that probably a couple of months ago. Yeah, dude, this fucking, yeah, this is a good book. This is one of my favorite books.
1: Uh, dude, I can't, I've, I haven't even touched this in like years. I'm so glad you brought it up. But this is Doug's copy. I emailed him. Uh, That's the one. This is the That's one. the one. This okay. is the one he probably let you borrow yeah. and me borrow. And this is how it came to be.
0: Maybe we should go give it back
1: to him one day. Well, no, I emailed him and was like, hey, dude, I have a couple of your Henry Rollins books. And he's like, no, it's fine. Just glad someone read them. I had originally walked into uh, Mako's office. Yeah. And I was like, hey, do you have any um, Charles Bukowski? Because I was that little fucking (laughs) bitch. And he was like, Mako was like, no, 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 no. I got no, no, no. something yeah. better for you. He was, he knew he was like, I'm not going to let you turn into one of these little fucking queers. <laughs> 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 he, fucking, he, he walked me <laughs> over. I some better. <laughs> and he grabbed me Henry Rollins like one of the other books i think it's like he has like a compilation book or something yeah. or it's like a best of like the first like from his
0: po- like his poetry and shit like shit that, like that yeah. yeah
1: so and then eventually led me into this and then it like solidified because i loved henry Rollins just because of uh what i found to be his like stand-up or whatever yeah and he did do, do like three hours of just like amazing th- talking
0: he's um he's just he's um He's strange, but in a, like a cool way, like in a good way. Like I'm sure you've seen the Joe Rogan podcast with him and he talks about all the countries he goes to and he's traveling. when they did
1: that, my fucking balls exploded. Oh dude. Those are like my daddies. Those are my (laughs) papas. That's Papa one, Papa two. If I had two gay dads, it'd be those homos. I fucking, I was like, (gasps) the Cause I, I see, I, that's how I was like, my idols go like in a line of like, Oh, Bam Margera. Oh, Henry Rollins. Oh, uh, Joe Rogan. It kind of went like that. That was like my guys. And then when those two like connected yeah. I, to me, I like graduated from like Henry Rollins to like a different kind of like a uh, father figure type person right, like, yeah. in a Joe Rogan and Jesus Christ.
0: Dude, I love black flag yeah i really do i like black flag i mean of course i, st- I mean i still I have black flag. i
1: have henry rollins on my fucking wall over there to this
0: day i think my favorite song by black flag is black coffee drinking uh, black coffee i don't know why i like that song coffee, so much can i show you can i show you a video real quick yeah there's something that my uh, my brother sent me this the other day well we uh, we played a show this weekend and so we were all bored and stoned in the van mm-hmm. nice <laughs> and so we were watching these stupid like stupid ass videos and it's just, it's, you might have already seen it. It's Joe Rogan and it's some fucking. Oh, uh, dude.
1: Okay. You know, because Kevin shares these all the fucking time. Yeah. And I
0: think he's even messaged me
1: some before. I might be confusing him. Maybe Carlos does it. But yes, oh, fucking. God. I love these fucking videos so fucking much.
0: Did he tag? He might have tagged me in it. You show it to me after, dude. Yes, yeah, But this is basically, it's like this dude, he takes like Joe Rogan clips or whatever. Yeah. he'll put all these crazy audio tracks and music to it that make it super fucking dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's one with Alex Jones. Yeah. And there's one, the one I was going to show you where he's talking about, he's like, fucking, what do he you say? He's all, if chimpanzees fucking ruled the world, like, <laughs> and, and they'd and, fucking, uh, they'd fuck you up on your way to your fucking car. And then at the if, end, he's all. <laughs> who was across from them? Was it Shaw or someone? They were like, was, <laughs> but like the music made the situation <laughs> terrifying and it was so funny. And we watched a whole bunch of them. There was one with like Alex Jones and that's, yeah. I watched, uh, I was doing, I'm such an adult. I was doing the dishes this morning. Nice. And I put on the one of the Al- the alex jones yeah. joe rogan fucking just crazy just they're like so five hours long too and it's so like he was um there was one at the end of the first one where he starts getting into it with eddie bravo and fucking yeah, yeah. joe rogan's like okay we're signing off goodbye yeah. and they just cut it dude but oh fuck that dude man. is fucking nuts
1: i i can't even listen to the alex jones ones i don't dislike him or anything it's there's so much like interrupting going on and yeah. there's so much like talking over. There's I'm so like, infom- I can't information even information. That's just like, you know what the fucking crazy thing is. This is what I tell people about Alex Jones. Cause fucking Rogan points it out too. And I'm like, Oh shit. He's like, listen, he says a lot of fucking bullshit. Yeah. But the shit he's right about, like he knew about that whole Epstein bullshit that there was like a pedophile ring and all this shit. Yeah. He's been saying that shit for like fucking
0: years. Yeah. I'm
1: surprised he's still alive. No, yeah, for sure. I'm surprised Clinton hasn't suicided his ass, and then he.
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: they like slip just enough like PCP in his fucking vitamin waters that he doesn't. Like, that he just loses credibility and like starts fucking. What was it a year ago? He got crazy.
0: sued by uh, like families from the victims of Sandy Hook or Sandy whatever. Hook, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that's kind. That's of, all. That's a that's see. There's a, that's a, a trick. Up, yeah. That's a tricky thing, you know. That's fucked up you win but some yeah. you lose some you oh no fuck man oh. uh, here <laughs> just immediately it's like oh no, oh, no. <laughs> it's called bad etiquette people um
1: yeah i know i have to uh i have to remind my girlfriend that see being an asshole is part of my brand sweetie i can't help it i'm
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry it's not really like this i just i bet it you know i'm probably so much i'm probably so much worse
1: off mic i'm like such a gentleman on here now
0: yeah i mean i can see that i'm trying not to be like (laughs) fuck
1: every five
0: fucking seconds
1: You're gonna clip my mic keep going so loud like that Uh, (laughs) um sorry no you're fine that's all i mean i just mean uh like general rudeness is your phone okay
0: yeah i just i keep pushing it i don't know why is it
1: on low power mode by chance i don't yeah okay so take it off low power mode and it'll charge faster it can't what? charge that fast when it's in low power mode for iPhones. Oh,
0: okay.
1: So you take that off, it'll charge more.
0: You know. But so what were we talking about? So before we went on. Um, All these tangents, I'm sorry. I'm Honestly, I, I'm fucking dr- I'm
1: drunk behind the wheel of this show today. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not actually drunk, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking earlier about, so I'm a musician or whatever the fuck. You, give shit, you are guitar. a musician you're a talented musician but, um, i it. we were talking about how earlier we were talking about how you could be really good at something or you think that you're really good at something oh, and then you oh, meet yeah. someone that you thought was like just okay at something <sighs> and then they make you it's like humbling because you're like wow that person's like really fucking good or they just yeah. they know so, certain things about your craft mm-hmm. or whatever that so for a little yeah a little bit of shit.
1: context for the listeners yeah uh on the drive over here i was telling brett about my first day back at jiu-jitsu at a new academy today and i was like you know it's so crazy how you think you're okay at something and then you see someone who's like a little more okay at something yeah and then you find out that you fucking suck at something Mm -hmm. and they don't they like put you in your place yeah it's very humbling and so you have like some sort of idea of what you can do to handle yourself or protect yourself or defend yourself and then it just gets smushed (laughs) just get fuck my fucking all. arm bent so someone i had a couple guys compliment me he said wow your arms are really flexible and i'm like yeah but they're not supposed to bend that way <laughs> you know i'm like yeah they must be fucking uh, they, they fucking bend real great behind up my ass thank you it's oh god your arms
0: are real flexible guy yeah <laughs> what a, what a, so funny but no so like me playing guitar and being a musician or whatever, I just found out like a month ago when I went to go get new guitar strings that I've been playing guitar for 13 years at like more than an intermediate level, I guess. And I this whole time, I didn't know how to properly string a fucking guitar. <laughs> and I just... Uh, <laughs> He's
1: been playing at Star Power for <laughs> plenty of years, okay? Damn, Man, dude, so you had a fun one come at you. It's on your Did shirt.
0: It? I'm so
1: sorry. Uh, I'm, uh, don't be sorry. It's not my shirt.
0: <laughs> I had a booger. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, But yeah, no, it's just one of those situations where, like, I think you're good at something, and you're not... It's not, not saying that I just... You think you really know a lot about a certain thing, and then it turns out you don't. There's you you're don't, all, and it's, a, that's learning. a very simple, or that's a very like. So how do you? How thing. the
1: fuck were you stringing gu- your guitar wrong? Because I've strung a guitar. I feel like I could
0: remember how to string guitar. It's not that I was doing it wrong, but I wasn't doing it like the universally correct way. If that makes sense. Though, so there's a simpler way to. Do there's it. a simpler way to do it, and there's a better way to do it, and I just never learned how uh-huh. to do it because I would just take fucking strings and just throw them on there. But there's a way like you have to like, um, you have to take some of the some of the string up at the headstock yeah. and you give it some more, give it a little more distance, and then mm-hmm. cut it, and then turn mm-hmm. and then twist it, and do all the shit, and makes your guitar stay in tune better. But oh, at wow. first, I would just throw the fuckers on there yeah. and then tune it up and then cut the extra off. And yeah, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah, so I've been doing it
1: your way. Yeah, okay. Kylie's dad's a musician, and he does his strings with like a tool yeah and, just, and yeah, yeah. it's amazing and i've never seen <sighs> that and he does them like once a day he's once fucking a day because he's a career musician he oh, plays okay. every night yeah. so he's doing his shit like one and he just got it down to a fucking science and it's fucking crazy and it's a
0: trip and yeah, some people can change them really fast good
1: yeah me. i was very impressed <clears throat> you okay Do you want some like advil or some fucking benadryl or something no i'm some good fucking- i'm getting
0: over a cold yeah so I'm still just I got the crud. The crud. The crud. Oh. Gnarly. I don't know if I have anything to help you. <sighs> no, I'll be okay. I will just I'm all like, <laughs> sounding like a I, just know, I just know I just know it can
1: be miserable when you're like fucking your nose is dripping or shit like that. I hate that. You always you never you always take it for granted when you can just right. breathe clearly through your sinuses and shit. Yeah, I
0: can breathe. It's just it's just a little runny. From before. Dude, you know what
1: I do? I put this fucking. Oh, this is gonna sound super fucking stupid, Joe Rogan. I put this CBD. <laughs> on my face I put
0: DMT in my eye. So <laughs> I,
1: I, I drop DMT and no, I fucking put this CBD uh, on my cheeks right here under my eyes, like where oh, my yeah. sinus is and like, um, on my nose and it literally just like drain, like because it's anti-inflammatory, it just like makes it relaxes all the muscles in there and my nose just starts pouring and my eyes start tearing and it just like drains all this like excess shit Whoa. out of there actually it sounds kind of nice dude it's very nice but yeah. you're kind of like Ooh, i got the vapors in your <laughs> the vape yeah it's like it's like putting um it's like uh vix vapor up on steroids
0: i love that shit yeah it feels Which great super important yeah um i wanted to talk to you about something okay Let's um, Talk, talk to me. so as a performer it can be very nerve-wracking whether you're a musician or whatever mm-hmm. So like for example like I still get after I've been performing since like two thousand like ten okay. since I was like thirteen or fourteen, yeah, okay. and every show I still get super nervous and anxious oh. and as like you do stand up mm-hmm. which is a whole different world yeah. like, you know like people can go to a venue and listen to someone and they're kind of they could be like ah oh, this person like playing guitar mm-hmm. or whatever sucks so but I you know it's whatever it's in the you know there's not really that engagement that's just people listening but when you're stand up there's that engagement where Mm. you have to make people laugh and interact with them. It's just you and the microphone. Is it it nerve wracking?
1: um, I think, I I mean, it freaks me out. I mean, I only did it once before now. Um, I can tell you it was nerve wracking, but I was so prepared for this moment. Imagine you didn't get to play a show until this year. And then you were like, let me, get up and yeah, go play yeah. that's how i felt i felt like i've been tr- meaning you're ready to do this for so long yeah. that i had to like almost come in over prepared yeah and i still came in with like my little notes on the stool i knew and i because i listen to so many comedians podcasts they give so much important lessons and background information and like notes and things that you would never realize go into stand-up
0: yeah And you, you
1: whether when you're bombing, you know, eating a fucking dick up there. When jokes don't work, what tags are? What fucking, like, uh, just knowing when to. You know what? Something recently. I don't think I'm holding the microphone to my face upright when I'm up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't even know where to like hold this fucking thing. Yeah. That's that's your style. You you know, something I took. A cu- and there's a like couple things like I took from different comedians and different performers. Like I wrapped the cord around my fist. Yeah. Henry Rollins does yep. that. I got that from him. Mm-hmm. And then also Ari Shafir holds the microphone, a uh, monkey grip like this. Okay. He doesn't see grip it. It's, he yeah. does monkey grip yeah. and he holds it. He holds it like that. And he has like, kind of like this, like really, and I really was like, Oh, that's interesting. At first I was like, it looks like a little bitch when he does that why does he do that but then to going to jujitsu i'm like yeah. oh monkey grips like a very important kind of like open like palm grip and like yeah. i'm like oh this is actually a quite. that's how i drive now i yeah. always drive monkey grip instead nice. of c grip on the steering wheel yeah and just like all these like little fucking things and then at the end of the day it's like i was in a room full of these jerk offs from my hometown which i love and i've <laughs> made them laugh before what's the worst that could happen
0: oh dude when i saw you at the beach i, I, I thought it was great Thank you. I thought Zach was funny too when he did uh the the Bruco.
1: Dude, he yeah. Apparently, I I still haven't seen the uh video of it, but Tim said he was getting some laughs and shit. And yeah, I really thought good. it was
0: great. I thought I was laughing while I was working. Yeah. So. No, as for, I mean, I wouldn't consider myself to be like a super funny kind of guy. I mean, I have my moments for sure, but there's a different. It's different when. Like when I perform, like, and I'm talking mostly by myself, not so much when I'm playing with your books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, self-awareness and letting the crowd know that you're self-aware could be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've, yeah. I've kind of figured it out. It's good. So like, um, like when I perform, there's not a whole lot of time where I, I won't sit there and talk for too long or anything like that. But I've made uh, something about my attitude or just how ridiculous I could be has made people laugh during my set and people have come up to be like, hey, not only like, are you like, you know, you play well or whatever. and I like your songs, but like you're funny too. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm trying to like utilize that a little better because I always liked bands or performers that were like that.
1: Yeah. You know who doesn't do that? The Pixies. They're a bunch of
0: assholes. Pixies are a bunch of asshole.
1: (laughs) You know, you know what the Pixies said when they came out? what nothing and then they left and said nothing
0: they didn't say shit before during or after
1: i was so well i wonder where the fuck they got it from
0: uh-huh. yeah exactly anyways
1: um <laughs> no no doubt for sure to uh, get back to the comedy thing the it, i feel like there's a lot of people who are like oh i'm funny i could do that and then they go up it's and they go oh uh, that's not the same thing and i had to do a lot of that of like oh I'm funny. Yeah. but that wasn't funny to these people in the microphone. I have to do it over. And yeah. the the whole like closing bit I did, I just I don't even think I wrote that down. I think I just remembered that. Yeah, that's, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good story." Yeah, it was good. And so I told that story and it was funny and I like uh ad-libbed the
0: the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Changed the end of it. I feel like with stand up there's also like with the crowd or whoever's there aware that there's going to be standup happening. Mm-hmm. You have the people that, Oh, I wonder if this guy's going to be funny or you're a, you're one of the other assholes. We're like, Oh, this, if this dude sucks, I'm here. Like there are people, there's some people that set out to go to that shit just to see if someone will bomb and not. And, and yeah. And
1: guess what? That kind of sucks. That those sucks. people, those people are toxic, shitty yeah. asshole people and they're not getting up there doing anything or taking yeah. chances or taking risks anyways. And it doesn't matter. Also, I have the benefit of looking at most of those people and knowing that, yeah, I can beat the shit out of them. You also have
0: the microphone. That's <laughs> I also the whole have the thing. The microphone.
1: Yeah, that's a big
0: rule. Is yeah. Do you have the microphone? Never give man. up the mic. Yeah. Yeah. You have the microphone. People will listen to you if you have the microphone until you completely bomb it and say something stupid. But um, okay. for the most part, what I'm—it's just like when because I I had a I had a friend who did stand up. He he I think he played like the he went to the Laugh Factory, but like yeah. he, it wasn't like a he didn't, only did it like once. He only did like a couple things, but he would tell me about. Because he would look into the whole, like, every bit and point that comes with stand-up. Kind of like what you were just saying. And he's like, yeah, man, there's there's some people that'll go to that shit just to hope that you bomb. And I'm like, that's fucking, those are shitty people, man. You're being entertained. And
1: part of it is when you get to see people fucking i i don't i've never done that i've never went and wanted someone to eat shit i've never saw someone and went oh i don't like them it's just like
0: nascar like a lot of people go to nascar just to see people fucking crash some people watch to see people
1: you know choke on a dick up there that's exactly why um i tell you what watching people bomb is the worst because it's like i'm embarrassed for you this hurts and then there's even sometimes when you like you turn on a person and you're like okay get the fuck off the stage you're fucking pissing me off you suck so bad i've been i've been to stand up where i was like okay i don't like this person now because they're aggressively unfunny and they're laughing at like and unfortunately that's part of it like whether some some people are gonna not like you yeah and if you're ever gonna get good at something you're gonna fucking eat shit a ton of time like today in jujitsu i fucking i haven't submitted someone in months yeah. you know i don't know like i know what i'm doing but i don't know what i'm doing wrong and then they and then one of the, and then one day like i fucking got this perfect guillotine on someone and i was like where the fuck was that been yeah and then that's that's where that's the same thing with, with mu- musicians yeah you know, like music music um you know playing songs and fucking at least you guys have like a sound to interfere with people
0: that's the whole thing
1: you know and then with comedians you got sometimes these jokes are gonna suck and then sometimes I'll be telling the same joke like I don't want to throw away any of my material yet because I want to find if I can like chisel it into like I want to see if I can make this piece of coal turn into a diamond
0: yeah make a funny joke out of it no and see there's definitely like I've with being in yearbooks we always try to create is like a high energy atmosphere as much as we can depending on whoever's there the venue or whatever but i mean trust me dude. there's been shows where like we played a show in reno last month Mm -hmm. and i was like hey like it was like a drop before like a verse like at the beginning of a song like like where it's just guitar i was like and it's like i'll go like hey reno make some noise or wherever Mm -hmm. we're at make some noise and reno said nothing Mm -hmm. and i remember audibly i was like reno make some fucking noise and i got a thing i was like or not, and then just went right back into the song. And Jesus. Just like there's, the, there's times oh. like that where you just like fuck, like you, it, it's it's oh. so routine because you do it at every show. But then at that point, you're like fuck, why did I even fucking say that? Like,
1: it makes you feel like a goof. But
0: you it, know, when the crowd's not, not the into thing. it, you're fucking
1: yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I. I, that might go towards like one of those moments when it's like, read the room. Are these people that are, look like they're going to make some noise? Are they receiving you warmly yeah. anyway? It was during
0: like the first song, I think. And then oh, after yeah. that, I was just like, well,
1: first fuck. song, pff, too early. Don't do yeah. that. No, I mean, let them get to know you first. And then they'd yeah. be like,
0: yeah, I'll make some noise. We were the last band, though. Like, that was the, whole, that was the <laughs> fucked the up part. Band. We were the last band. Like, oh, they shit. were already <laughs> warmed up. It was fucking like 11 o'clock. So everybody was already drinking. They were tired. I think they were just not into it. They was like, eh.
1: Do you think, so on that night, do you think it was the type of music you guys play? Do you think they were tired? Do you think they are drunk? What what did you get out of that to go to, you know?
0: I don't know. I just, I think it it was like, I feel like it was like a Sunday night and every, I mean, it was just Reno and it was cold Mm. and there wasn't a whole lot of people. It was just like, it was just like the other night when I played at the Sham. it was on Thanksgiving. So everybody's all full and tired and annoyed with their family. And I tried Um, to be all like drunk. Like, and everyone's just kind of like, oh, look at this fucking asshole. like, we don't have energy for you. We just got away from our
1: drunk uncle. Please don't act like one. Dude, that's the thing
0: that passed. I recently made it the the other fucking day. I was like, okay, I got to stop doing this because I did Jacob Cole's singer songwriter night. Yeah. I want to say this month, the first whatever. And this is right when the time change happened and I had the night off work and I don't know what led me to get this fucking drunk, but I... By the time I went on at like 1045, I think I started drinking at like four because my roommates were like, hey, fucking so and so did this. We're going to celebrate. And I'm like, oh, or we might just been drinking. I don't even fucking remember what the fucking thing was. But certain people and certain things happened to where by the time I got to the sham, I was so fucking drunk that I was doubting even being able to play, which I'll never do. like most of the time under any circumstance, like if I have the fucking flu or if I'm sick, I'm like, I'm still going to play this music, you know, it's important to me. And, but that night I was like, dude, fuck. And so I'm sitting there and I'm drinking water and I, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink until after uh, probably for the rest of the night. And I'm just sitting there trying to get my shit together. And, uh, one of my friends who's a police officer was off duty, and he came in. He's like, hey, Brett, what you drinking? I was like, I'll have a shot of the Coke bag, please. <laughs> and my friend's all, dude, what the fuck? And I'm all, if the police officer is going to buy you a drink, better take it. <laughs> and I was just fucked off. And then I don't really remember my performance all that well, but everybody said I did okay. And then the fucking Thanksgiving show was like the same fucking thing. You same, did the same fucking fuck, thing in the Thanksgiving dude. show? No,
1: man. How was that Thanksgiving show? I was at, at I was having Thanksgiving I didn't go out.
0: Oh, I just well, I it was just it was the 12th annual Thanksgiving show and mm-hmm. I, well, a, I, I went last year and yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't very crazy this year. It looked, it looked, it like, was also raining out. And, uh, people are like, oh, you know, people inside. were just like, fuck that. already it. drunk
1: at home. There's food here.
0: Yeah. See, and I didn't know until this year that people drank on Thanksgiving. Cause like, holy fuck dude. Well, okay. See, um, a comedian pointed this out,
1: uh, <coughs> on stage when he had told a story about coming back for Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is one of those times when that's first of all, it's the first holiday that people have off when they're in college. Right. They get to come home. Yeah. And they've already just done their... <laughs> introductory class to drinking it up on the weekends there yeah. so they come home they're like oh shit this is the first real like fucking let loose weekend yeah. they're gonna be get... back
0: with their friends yeah. and all that they're shit back with yeah. friends and hometown
1: family. and then everyone that they, they haven't seen each other oh my god tony what the fuck how you doing let's go shit let me buy a drink and yeah. then they fucking oh yep. shit i never get to drink with fucking eric this is awesome <laughs> so you, you know you just have this like slew of friends and people. everyone gets fucking excited about it yeah and then like even I had a friend in town and I wanted to go out and go fucking drink with them. And I was, yeah. you know, thankfully I was too tired and I fucking went to, passed out and went
0: to sleep from all the yeah. food in
1: my ass. But
0: <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, I just, it was just a mix of like, we were eating food and just drinking, And I wasn't drinking heavily. I mean, I just was drinking fucking all day long, and you know, just it it wasn't like I was like binge drinking or anything like crazy. But you drank enough that it was a problem. I was drinking enough to where, like, at the the rate I was going, which was a pretty like decent and normal fucking rate, it still was too much by the time it was nine thirty at night. And so I showed up at the sham, and it wasn't as bad as the first time. Like, it, it really wasn't that bad at all. But like I was still drunk enough to be like, oh, I probably just look like an asshole when I'm <laughs> up here. I'm very yeah. self conscious when I perform alone, and uh, when I drink, it just I feel even worse. Because there's a certain level between like it helping like take the edge off What's and a, then just making it worse. You know yeah.
1: Right? Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what are the, some of the differences between
0: performing alone and performing with yearbooks? Well, performing with yearbooks, I get to hide behind everyone else. Yeah. Because I'm not the lead singer; I just play guitar, and then I do my harmonies or whatever um and i'm not alone on stage so there's other people and most of the time they're looking at kevin because he's a lead singer and he'll go out in the crowd and yeah knock your drink out of your hand and fucking get people <laughs> going but um damn it kevin that's my drink he's a sweetheart um we'll uh, find
1: out <laughs> we will find out <laughs> yeah. we will find out next mo- week folks i don't know whenever next he's episode on
0: episode of dragon ball z oh, um
1: fuck you're the second person in the row to bring up dragon ball z <laughs> i love it
0: um no, so they're always looking at Kevin or and I mean there's just five of us, so the attention is always diverted it's So wh- wh- who's in the band? We got you, Kevin, Carlos, Carlos. Jones, and then we have uh Jobani Ruiz from Santa Maria. Giovanni Ruiz? Yeah. He's, okay. he's young, he's like twenty. Okay. And then we have Miguel, um, he is also like twenty and he plays bass. Wow. And they're um they're great. They're super fun to play with. Yeah. And they're very they're very uh good at their instruments
1: so how long okay let me ask you a long question how long have they been in the band and <coughs> was them when did like how long they've been in the band then i'll have a question
0: jobani joined yearbooks in like 2017 okay so you guys have or had some sort of and then it hasn't been realized but jobani it's been over a year and then i know that it just for miguel became like over a year so i think jobani has been in for two miguel's been been in for one So you guys have had some like music videos come out and you've had some uh, exposure on uh,
1: alternative press and, you know, journeys around the country are playing your song in store. Yeah. So you guys have had some like really cool exposure lately. Uh, What do you, um, what do you credit that to? That's Um, really cool. Cause like you guys have stuck it out and you guys have always been doing music and always been a musical project in this town, even when everyone else is not
0: yeah well i mean the whole the journeys thing um which is like the 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 the, like most recent thing that happened that's actually uh, to miguel our bass player because he works at journeys and i don't know how he did it without i don't know i don't know how he did it but he was like he's like hey i think i'm I'm trying to get the band to get played at journeys and i was like that's fucking cool i thought it was like a regional thing Mm -hmm. and then I don't know what he did or how who we contacted, but then he's like, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's all over the, the country. Fuck and yeah, we had dude. someone in like, in like Philadelphia or New York, like the other day, like, Hey, I heard your song at journeys and I just bought your record. And I'm like, fuck what the yeah. fuck? That's fucking crazy. How cool is that? And then, um, oh, that's how it starts dude. alternative press. Uh, we, um, that was our, like our management was able to, in our record label was able to help us with that. Cool. So we're, we're on a small label called lost music collective and they've, they're big on the whole, um independent punk rock pop punk, whatever bullshit mm-hmm. they're good guys, they help out a lot, and they were able they have uh, with their own their own p r people and they got us on alternative press, and I think substream magazine wrote about us too fuck yeah, and um uh, so yeah, that's they premiered that our music video mm. so, so it was, uh, how does that feel
1: being in the middle of all that um I mean, I know you said it was awesome, like fucking crazy.
0: It's crazy. I mean, it feels good or whatever, but at the same time, I'm so like, um, I'm gonna get a little personal. I'm a little, I'm kind of self conscious, and, um, I have, I have trouble like really processing this sounds so shitty good things because Mm. it's just, it's hard to like really get a grip on things that I believe are going well for some, for whatever reason. And, um, so. But it's also like a like a humbling mechanism because I don't want to seem like a pretentious fuckwit. You mm. know what I mean. So, do you think
1: you have like a problem with gratitude?
0: <laughs> I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if it's gratitude. It's just like the same time. It I it, it's so easy to be pessimistic in the music industry because. Yep. Um, you ain't gonna get very much, most in most cases, unless you're very lucky or mm-hmm. you have some good people behind you or you have the drive. Yeah,
1: and then a lot of people, unfortunately, do have a lot of success, and the integrity behind what they're doing is kind of sold out.
0: And that's the and I'm not, then that's the whole thing with like, I'm always, I've never been opposed to like change. I mean, let me let me get this out of the way for for people who listen, and if anyone wants to listen to anything that I might do in the future, mm-hmm. I'm not a pop punk kid. And uh, like like the we're, you, you don't know,
1: like the titles. You don't, I don't like the titles. Well, about I that.
0: mean, I enjoy it, I'm a, but like, I don't have like that's not my set ideal when it comes to the music that I like. And you just like music, yeah. So a lot of the that's problem, good. A lot of the problem I have um, is that I feel like because of yearbooks being the exposure that I that we have, that I'm not taken seriously as a songwriter by myself because I'm a part of a band that's getting exposed. And so, I mean, not that it matters. I mean, it's cool either way. It's definitely a cool thing that I never thought would happen, but I just have an integrity issue, I guess. But
1: I don't think that is an issue with integrity. I understand that it's kind of like you want to be recognized by yourself for your own merits. And when the bigger recognition comes from being a part of something, I think Um, you have the ability to separate those and know that they're different.
0: Yeah, no, because
1: you can be appreciated for your role in being a part of something and what integral part you're providing Yeah, because they're there because of you, you are a part of that equation. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay,
0: good. And I love all those guys. I love them. They're all super fun and easy to work with. And I, there's a reason why we've been together for so long. It's just, um, like i have a problem with fitting in i have a complex about fitting in for some fucking reason because who gives a shit but and i mean mostly with musical peers okay is the whole thing like like a, i just want to be i want other people to what i'm trying to get at with this whole fucking spiel is that i want people to see that i'm i'm a musician of other influence and i'm not just set to one genre or one fucking style mm-hmm. or one you know whatever like i this all goes to the fact that I'm putting out this new record. I'm putting out my first solo record. Well, when you when's that coming out? As I'm thinking early next year, maybe early spring. Early spring, okay. Like, so like March gonna, area. Yeah, it's going to be an EP. Nice. And um, what's it called? It's kind of it's going to be called "Arguing with Myself." Arguing with myself. Yeah. If uh, that's the running title right now, if I think anything better, but. It's gonna be an EP. It's
1: I'm not be. trying to put a damper on that title, but that's the name of a Jeff Dunham special. Yeah, see, I thought okay. about that. That's why I was
0: like, "Fuck!" But I have a song called "Arguing with Myself," but we'll we'll figure it out. But it's also so it's early, not a comedy album,
1: so it's yeah. also okay. And maybe when people are looking for Jeff Dunham, they find Brett Lee There you so, go. So
0: why not? I don't know if I'm gonna use that. It's just it was just a, you know, whatever. The, I, I I didn't initially plan ever recording any of my personal music. Why not? I don't if you're know.
1: You're a solo musician. Well I
0: I just I just started like in the last year really emphasizing that. I'm so
1: excited for you because you get to do something quite individual you get to express to people who you are in a way that's going to satiate your desire to be recognized as, as you as a musician yeah. and not like a pop punk kid or someone that's just yeah. a, a single genre kind of person or yeah. band so thank you i appreciate that you see that well i want you to appreciate that you're in that position too because uh i see maybe you're feeling insecure or having some self-conscious thoughts about it and you can use th- that energy you're putting into like being self-conscious or insecure about it and kind of pump yourself up and maybe put reinvest that yeah. energy into yourself and I think it's totally doable let and me
0: let me reiterate
1: yeah real quick the yeah, whole thing
0: is that I, I am I'm very confident in anything that we we do musically or whatever I do musically um I just have um, I really want I just want to show I want to be able to show people all sides of me. That's, that's the whole thing. That's basically what I'm trying to get. I want to be able to show people all the all sides of whatever the fuck I'm trying to do with this stuff. So I'm very excited to put out this record. It's going to be five songs and a lot of like I would, after after everything, I'll show you one of the songs if you want to hear it. It's, it's I would going to love be very, to. It's very different than the. If norm. you want,
1: we can put one of the songs at the end of the podcast too. So. Ask, do you Here's edit
0: it. all this stuff or like? How, um, so not me work? personally. My engineer does it. Okay, so you, there's stuff that, like this right now that you can cut out, or anything like that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, pro- I probably won't. I usually don't cut <laughs>
1: anything out in the middle. He'll cut like dead space, or if there's like a unnecessary pause or something, or cool. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but
0: but yeah. So I mean, it's just yeah. It's not really a confidence or, or being self conscious thing or anything like that. Okay,
1: maybe I worded it wrong. I guess.
0: No, oh, I definitely, I definitely presented it wrong. What myself, I, what though. I
1: took from that was that. You wanted to be recognized for something. And this is more than an opportunity for that recognition to come. You just got to be patient. And I'm already excited. I want to listen to this right now because I don't know... Because I knew you was Oh, fucking brett and yeah. kevin pop punk kids they have they like that band they like sex, yeah. they like that music but i also did always know that you had that like real like r- hardcore punk influence and you have that nirvana influence and i don't know what other kind of music you like and yeah. you're interested in so i get to know who brett leitz is this is a this is a journey into that no no pun intended sorry um uh, journey into that like a foray into you being yourself and kind of like presenting us with who that is Cause, you want that recognition? Yeah. No one's gonna know. Thank you for those until words. Until right now, until
0: when that comes out, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very accurate. Uh, yeah, you are right. No, that's a good way to look at it. It's it's when you it just I want to be able to show the depth of everything, and uh, these songs are gonna these songs are very personal and um, a bit witty to a certain extent, and it's just it's different than what I what I've presented to everyone through the other bands that I've been in, which I have. Don't get me wrong. I have no issues with anything that we've ever put out or anything like that. And I really do. I really am proud of everything that Earbooks is doing. I just I have such a fulfillment issue with music that yeah. I have to do as much as I that's can good. as fucking I think possible. that's good. And so I think that, that's that's the bottom line. There's there, a lot
1: I'm of going. musicians like that. Yeah. I think um like one of my musical heroes, Mike Patton, has an endless like amount- Faith No
0: More. Mike Patton yeah, has in fucking love Faith No More
1: endless and Mr. Bungle and he has an endless amount of projects uh-huh. constantly amazing i can't get to them all there's so many he has phantom moss and uh fucking um i can't i don't even remember the name of that one band that just came out it's like dead something i don't know um just crazy fucking amount of music he has uh, mr bungle faith yep. no more um tomahawk and just like he has his solo stuff. He has his Italian stuff. He comes out and it's just like, where in the goddamn fuck? <laughs> and he's just like, I can't, you know. Yeah. Did you know he has the highest um, or he has the biggest range in all of rock music vocal range?
0: I believe that for for real. Apparently. Especially his, on that first Faith No More record, you could really fucking tell. He, he spans like eight octaves or something. I think the only, I mean, I think... Freddie Mercury's up and I mean of course is up in that too but it's yeah, that's, as far, that's who they I yeah. think that's who they compared him to it was like, yeah there's they, only a few that are like that
1: he's like has the as a living person like the highest rain, vocal range in rock music
0: It's funny I watched a clip of a, an old MTV like show and it was like Mike Patton was on it mm-hmm. and somebody it was like fan mail or they were answering like fan really? questions and they were like hey so, Hey, Mike Patton, what do you think of Anthony Kiedis? Oh, I fucking saw I <laughs> love that shit. Dude, go ahead. Finish. He's like, what do you think of Anthony Kiedis? He's all, I fucking love Anthony Kiedis because I want to be him. <laughs> because oh, around that time, that's when all that bullshit was like, oh, Faith No More, and Mike Patton's just an Anthony wanna wannabe and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, it's so funny. But...
1: No disrespect to Red Hot Chili Peppers fans out there, or them themselves, Yes, I love them. I do love Red Hot Chili Peppers. But I will say, Mike Patton is league's greater musician and more expansive in every single individualistic way than any of their records have ever shown. I agree. Granted, they also have other musical projects themselves and do other things, and it's they, they're more popular. They probably yeah. sell more records, but fucking... They can't hold a candle to the wind to Mike Patton. Oh
0: yeah. And as far as like performing goes too, that like, dude's a fucking maniac. They played on Saturday Night Live in like 1990 or whatever. Yeah. And he crawled up and like on the old like the old set mm-hmm. where they had fucking music. They had these big fucking fans up in the corner. And during the guitar solo on Epic, he went and he crawled up into the fucking fans I don't and hung know. out up there. I don't know if I've seen that. You know, I'll have to show that to you. It's I,
1: I want to watch it, dude. I fucking love Mike Patton. I'll watch it anytime.
0: Yeah, that whole 1989 through 1991 era of Faith No More is just dude, so entertaining to watch. I want to dress like him.
1: I think it's an Epic video. He just like is so fucking like 90s or 80s. Mm. It's just like, who the fuck? like. He's definitely a, a strange fashion influence. That nineteen nineties, nineteen eighties era, Mike yeah. Patton,
0: so fun, weird. Fun fact about Faith No More is that the do you ever hear the the first guy who sung in Faith No More? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very good, I guess, but yeah. I guess, um, Courtney love was going to replace that fucking guy. Oh, and I'm Jesus. so glad Mike Patton did instead.
1: Yeah. Damn. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. No, that- And
0: like, don't get me wrong. Cause I enjoy Courtney loves music to a certain extent, like whole, like I, some haven't, of it's I good. haven't heard whole
1: i've heard a song but i really don't know also you know i can't
0: forgive her for killing kurt gobain so oh don't <laughs> even get me fucking started that's a whole nother podcast Ugh. we'll get into a little bit of that but no yeah she was gonna she was gonna sing in spot of that first dude yeah. Hate no more and i was like what the fuck that'd be so weird because she knows roddy bottom the keyboardist they yeah. were like friends or whatever what a name roddy bottom dude you know? no so yeah there's a whole bunch of. Since you brought it up, um, what do you think exactly happened with Kurt Cobain then? We'll oh. try to, we'll try to make, a, make it real short.
1: I think he was like, wow, life sucks. I'm stuck with this fucking slag. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Even heroin Jesus can't Christ. get me to tolerate this cunt. by, And he blew his brains out because he... I, I mean, I would love to think that this sloppy whore shot him and then we could just lock her up, but... no. I don't think it happened. No.
0: Honestly, I could watch the documentary again and get like a new insight. You're talking about Soaked in Bleach, the documentary that came out. Yeah, see that ever since that came out like a few years ago, that's everybody's go to like, like source is that movie. It's one fucking documentary. You know what documentaries do? They
1: show you all the fucking points on their side (laughs) and little to none of the other side.
0: I guess it's more talking about how crazy conspiracies can fucking get because like that's a whole thing. And it sucks because a lot of those points seem believable. That but was it's the, just,
1: that was the first conspiracy I'd ever heard in oh yeah, my entire too. life. I, I mean, was like sure. single. Di- I was like nine years old and my brother's friends, a big Nirvana fan. And they're yeah. talking about how he fucking killed him and yeah. she killed
0: him or whatever. There's a, there's another documentary where there there was a guy named like El Duce. He played in a, in a band called the mentors. I think they were like a hardcore fucking weird band. And His whole thing was, Oh, yeah, Courtney Love offered me $50,000 to kill Kirk Cobain, and I turned it down because I thought she was joking. And then he was like, I told her of another guy who could do it, and he said that he did it. And then the so the whole thing is, is this guy was like, Yeah, Courtney Love offered me $50,000 to kill Kirk Cobain, I didn't do it, but this other guy did. And they were friends or whatever, they uh-huh. knew each other The guy was in another band, some gnarly fucker And they, these English guys made this documentary in 1998 Where they, this, they were interviewing this dude who was talking about it Because he was the one that Courtney asked And he slipped up and said the dude's name on film Oh shit and the, there was another guy who was with him that went and told the guy that allegedly killed Kurt Cobain. Okay. Are, are you following? No. This? Okay. Because I'm bad at explaining stuff. <laughs> this dude, we'll find out. This dude allegedly went and told the guy who killed Kurt Cobain, like, hey, LDJ just sold you out on fucking camera. And oh, then he shit. was found dead three days later. Weird. I have to see. I have to look into this shit. It's a whole fucking wormhole, dude. Trust what me. What do you think happened? I think that she hired someone to take care of it, but I mean, it's also okay. it's so hard to like come up with this like a fucking actual answer. Yeah, I'm I'm such a like a fanatic about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. that I know so much about it that it's fucking stupid. I can teach a fucking <laughs> college class on it, <laughs> but I think uh, I think. Uh, it, I don't, I mean, I definitely just don't think that it was the way that it was portrayed. Like one point I was thinking about, I always think about this, like right around the time when Kurt went missing before all the shit happened, Mm. before he was found dead, Okay, he would like stay in hotels and do heroin, everybody thought he was just excluding himself from the world or whatever. And he had bought a gun, right? And he, he had the gun with him. I guess I mean I'm probably I might not be I might not be correct on that, but he had a gun for as far as what Mm -hmm. I think, what I can remember, and he was hiding from people. But what I think was I think what happened was is he might have caught word that someone was looking for him. him. And if you're Kurt Cobain, you can't call the cops and be like, "Hey, someone's fucking looking for me," because then it's gonna go back to the fucking tabloids who'd already written so much shit about him. Mm. You know, I think he bought the gun to be protected. Wow, to kind of hide. Well, from yeah, that's the why situation. people buy guns
1: in the first place. That's so, a great.
0: I don't think he bought the gun to kill himself. I insight. think he bought the gun to just kind of like protect himself. To protect himself because I feel like some he thought somebody was looking for him, and he was talking to his fucking attorney about wanting to move away and divorce Courtney and live somewhere else. Hmm. But that's, I kind of conjured up that whole hotel thing and hiding Jesus. from people as him trying to hide from people that yeah. were going to hurt him not
1: that's a fan insight that's an obsessive yeah. insight
0: yeah
1: wow so he just fucking gave me a whole lot to think about
0: yeah it's just a crazy it's just i mean and i'm again i'm not ruling out the fact that the dude probably killed himself because he probably did i'm just saying there's a whole there's a you know whole what? lot of shit this is what i think happened now what? he's probably
1: got the gun to protect himself because someone's coming to kill him and he got wind of it and he accidentally shot himself because he, <laughs> he doesn't know how to play a gun he knows how to play a guitar yeah. all right let's take it let's take a break hey bad etiquette listener if you're enjoying the show and would like to support the podcast you can donate to our paypal at paypal.me slash <laughs> bad
0: We're back, folks. Hello. Here we are. So this year for a good few weeks, we haven't done anything crazy. I've known what it's like to live as a transient in a van Ooh. with five other guys. Kinky. Yeah. It's really fun um going and playing shows in other places. But like always what I notice is the first two nights in the van fucking suck and I never get to sleep. Oh really? Yeah, unless I'm, like, taking a bunch of melatonin or something, mm-hmm. like, I won't fucking... I won't you, sleep for, like, two days. Do you take melatonin? I do.
1: Okay. I've never really fucked with melatonin. I I have, like, some, like, supplements that have melatonin in it and whatnot, but... Uh, I think it's that, great. Yeah? Does yeah. it work for
0: you? It, well, the whole thing is, like, um, I just... I don't know. It's, like, I'll either... It, I just suck at sleeping sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I suck at staying asleep, and then I have certain sleep, like, issues...
1: You know what, I'm not, sorry to interrupt, but fucking drinking fucked my sleep up.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah, I absolutely. would go to
1: sleep and then I'd wake up and I could not get back to sleep.
0: Yeah, like this, like, uh, I'll wake up at like six in the morning and i was, you know, and then it's like immediately I'm like, fuck, like I'm awake. Even if I wasn't drinking the night before, like I, I've always kind of sucked at sleep, at sleeping, but like drinking certainly doesn't help in the extent of how much I drink sometimes, you know, it's just like, yeah, whatever, but so like on tour, you know it's 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 always really and it just goes for anyone that does this kind of shit. Whether you're like showing like a dog, like you're a part of the dog show mm. or whatever, or you fucking you're selling art or whatever. It's a really fucking cool thing when no matter what you're doing and whatever location you're at, that it's centered around something that you enjoy enough to to where that's the case. Okay. Like, I remember one of the first tours we went on a few years ago. For, no, it was the first tour we ever went on. We went to Reno, Nevada, mm-hmm. in December, and it was snowing, and oh. I hadn't seen snow, fucking like well over a decade. Wow! And it was really funny because it was like a late. It was like a late show. It was in someone's basement. It was called Fort Ryland, and it was really fucking cool. And um, we, it was us and one other band from California on the bill, and then two other bands from like the Nevada area. There might have been one other touring band from somewhere else, but. You could tell the Nevada kids away from us because they're sitting there and they got their gloves on and their coffee and they're fucking standing there and then there's twelve dudes from California pelting each other with snowballs at eleven thirty <laughs> at night. <laughs> you know, like the fucking we like had a fucking snowball fight. That's hilarious. And so we come in and our clothes are all fucking wet and we're playing this show and oh, it was Jesus. just you know, shit like it's just shit like that. It's little things like that that are super meaningful and super fun Mm -hmm. there's also times that suck like when you're going over that big mountain pass from northern california into nevada i don't remember what highway it's called but it's it's um i guess maybe close to tahoe okay i've never been a big forest i don't know um the van started overheating oh no and it also did the fucking we did a tour in september and we were only gone for like six days it was just a small run but The van had overheated several different times. Like the first time we were going from Los Angeles to, uh, I don't know, uh, Cupertino. Okay. Like fucking, it's like a fucking eight hour drive. And we were going up the grapevine Mm -hmm. and it was fucking like 85 degrees out and the fucking van overheated. And then every like five minutes we'd have to fucking pull over and let the van cool down and keep doing it. And it fucking took all day.
1: So moments like that suck, but that fucking grind though, see the, the fucking van's a champ. Dude. When you guys, when people go through situations together like that, there's such a bond that's created that oh, you yeah. couldn't replicate in just everyday boring life. Oh, yeah. Those kinds of things. I dream of having some sort of friendship with people like that where I can have the bond created by struggle. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because I don't have that. Maybe jujitsu is the closest thing. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of struggle on that. But, like, I voluntarily go through that. Well, yeah, I mean, I also voluntarily go through this, too. But, like... Fair point. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, and I mean, it, it does suck sometimes. Like, sleeping's hard. And you don't really make a whole lot of money. And mm-hmm. you eat, like, shit. Oh, like, I God. thought I oh. ate, like, shit before. When I went on fucking <laughs> <tore>. Like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, you're eating anything you fucking can. Here's a tip. If you ever go somewhere where it's in the middle of fucking nowhere and you run into like there's like a gas station and a mcdonald's and a taco bell and a burger king all connected you probably shouldn't eat there because not only is it expensive as fuck i spent dude i went and ate the fucking at one of those taco bells and one of those weird fucking like yeah. combination yeah. things <laughs> i spent like fucking fourteen dollars where like normally fourteen dollars would buy you everything I got like a Chalupa and two other fucking things. It was like $14.
1: I'm going to tell you right now that I buy Taco Bell two to three times a week, and I usually spend about that much. So maybe
0: that's just that area. Uh, it's Dude. expensive. But like Seriously? the thing is, you spend $14 at Taco Bell, you get a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, you, maybe you're just not shopping smart, but
0: no, 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 no. This, the <laughs> no, motherfucker no, no, no. was expensive. Like the, the some of the markups at those places are ridiculous. Like if you wanted to get a nachos bel grande there, like at the combo, it was like eleven dollars <laughs> rather than fucking seven or eight.
1: Yeah, they're fucking jacking your shit up. Also, they probably have probably have to put a markup on that shit because it's in the middle of fucking that's nowhere. Whole,
0: yeah, that's the whole thing, and the food on top of that's not very
1: good because of that. Dude, literally, part of me can't wait for my first foray into touring. As a comedian, do it so I can just eat like shit. <laughs> Dude, the
0: whole thing is, I just, just I get
1: eat. it out of my system and then get over it and be like, oh fuck this.
0: Like I thought, I like I thought I ate like shit before, but like when you're on tour, it's like you literally you you have to take what you can get. Like if you're at a gas station somewhere between fucking California and some other fucking state, like I'll tell you, Central Reno or Central Nevada fucking sucks balls. I didn't think there was anything in there. There isn't. Oh. <laughs> So if you end up at a weird fucking gas station that's all fucking cattywampus and weird and you have to eat like a fucking sandwich, it's, it's, it's just, you got to eat what you can get. And yeah. Sometimes you just don't eat. You know, just don't do it. And then you'll luck out sometimes because you'll play a venue where you get food or drinks <sighs> or whatever. Fuck yeah. Like when I'm on tour, I don't typically drink alcohol. Okay. That's cool. Which, that's good. And just because it's just, A, I can't afford it. And B, it's just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I think uh, on each of the, the last couple of tours we went on, I think I drank on, like, the last night. Wow. You know, because we were in Reno or somewhere like that. Do you
1: notice a difference when you're performing, when you're not drinking?
0: Well, there's a difference. Well, I mean, how do I rephrase this? Um, I don't typically like to get drunk before yearbook shows. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> like, there's okay. certain circumstances, like like a sham show, if we play at the Wicked Shamrock. Yeah. Rock. Chances are me and Kevin are going to get fucking hammered because <laughs> that's just, that's what happens. That's it, the do hole, man. This is what man. fucking sucks. This is such a shitty thing, but it works out because sometimes like we'll get so nervous and so like anxious. Yeah. Like, okay, let's go have a drink or yeah. we'll have one or two drinks. Oh, and if the band, if everyone in the band, will the ones that are allowed <laughs> to drink have one or two drinks then it's go, it's just fucking it's go time like because Off to I, the all, races. yeah all of that all of that like stress and anxiety yeah. kind of like it's dampered a little mm-hmm. bit and we're not as self-conscious and so there's more energy i just tend to get more drunk than i should <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude i the first time i did stand up i had a two beers yeah i had two ipas but not ipas i had like 805s or whatever and it was like a big fucking deal to have that Kind of sedate my anxieties and yeah. my stresses not nearly as nervous yeah so I think that it can be a it good can thing. be a good tool yeah, and I'm, I don't think I'm gonna drink for this next one yeah and I'm very nervous about that and the what most people ha- when they do their first little stand up, they usually have like, you know, beginner's luck. It usually goes well the first time. Oh, yeah. man, I'll go up there and say some fucking dick jokes. <laughs> and then it goes fine. And then the second time's like, oh, you're, a, so you think you're a comedian. Well, here's a, okay,
0: here. Mr. Funny Man. Yeah. And yeah. then you have to go. And
1: so, uh, you're like, fine. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm up here. Yeah. I, they are here to see a comedian. Yeah. I think I'm a comedian.
0: So we'll see how this goes. Yeah, my whole thing is I'm trying, like like I said, it can be a good tool. I mean, I don't ever take, like, meds or anything like that. I've just never been into that.
1: I should probably promote that show, too.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll help you.
1: <laughs> I need to, I mean, like, on here, too. I, oh, yeah. I need to figure out who's on who the fuck is on that show? Let me let's see that's the I f- see I feel that Jesus. right there because
0: it sucks. It's like I'll get booked on shows. I don't even know who's on there. And I want to promote. I'm like, fuck, dude. I always fucking I'm such an asshole because I'll forget who we're I'm probably with. gonna
1: uh, fucking butchering read, it. Yeah, read the names off wrong. Here we go, here we go. So the misguided holiday comedy show is gonna be the beach, uh December twentieth at seven ish PM. There's no cover charge. A night of crafts and laughs with local comedians featuring Henry Bruin Brewington. Oh, Brewington, Henry, Here we go. Henry Brewington, Dallas Bronson, Zach Honeycut, Cameron Ritt, Xavier Morris, and more. So we got, you know, a few people. That's one, two, three, four, five, and more, maybe. who I don't know if there's going to be like an open mic thing or like a set. I don't know if seven. I don't know who's going on what time. I don't know how much time we're doing, but uh, I'm definitely gonna go to that one. I, I, would, I would love to like, have you there. Like to go I, to that I one. feel very supported when I saw you at the first one. I was very happy to see you laughing
0: back there. I like it's fucking. I was laughing my ass off. It was funny because well, it's different because like I've I've been in your house before, so some of the yeah. stories that you've told, I was like a picture. It. I'm like ah, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. I like it. And, and what's good about you, what's what's <laughs> cool about you is that even though that was your first performance you didn't pull like any punches you kind of just you just fucking went for it and the best like the best way to do it is just to fucking do it
1: thank you, know you. What i mean thank I, I liked
0: it a lot i thought it was funny i appreciate it yeah. and there's also like, there you had a a certain charismatic type of thing going on to where it was kind of it was just interesting not only to hear the jokes that you were saying okay. but it was interesting to watch like I, I do this i do a similar thing when i perform uh-huh where you, and every every perform, every good performer's got it. I'm not saying I'm a good performer. I'm just saying like some people... I'm saying you are. Oh, I was going to say you are. <laughs> no, um, shut up. <laughs> every, when you look at like, like I guess I want to say, if you're looking at music, if you look at iconic people... They all have that certain charismatic charm that's in their own right. Like that in itself could be tantalizing. You're right.
1: The, the, you can when you see people, you know, when they have it on stage, mm-hmm. you know it. You see it when yeah. you see someone fucking kill. I don't know if you've been to like comedy shows or seen comedians in like theaters or something. No, I haven't. Seen but when was. they're on, they're fucking on dude. dude it is it, you can't replicate it it's that that person's own charm and yeah. charisma and them laughing and just fucking your mind
0: up oh dude and mic etiquette too some of the shit that people could do with their microphones yeah like just like whether they're making sound effects or, mm-hmm. or they'll just drop back, ah, or you know, just shit like that, like I think that kind of stuff's really funny. Yeah, like, no, a dude, horrible example. People, like uh, Dan Cook did a lot of that's that. That's not a horrible example. He's a fucking great comedian. Do you like Dan Cook? I, I love, love Dan, Dan Cook, Cook as well. Yeah. See, Dan Cook did a lot of that kind of shit. <laughs> Do you want to hear one of
1: my jokes? Yes, I <laughs> absolutely. All right, absolutely. Well, it, it's funny because it involves Dan Cook. A lot of people tell me I look like Ryan Reynolds, but not hot. Or I look like Dane Cook, but hot. So <laughs> there's a little spoiler for you <laughs> folks. I'll probably tell that. I'll probably open with that or something. Yeah, I Just like set it. the mo- fucking room it is. Everyone's like it. gonna go. Ahh. But honestly, I don't know if it's gonna work with this fucking haircut and facial hair. No Fuck it, man.
0: Just run with it. Um. <sighs> no. Yeah. So here's a question you probably got asked like a bunch of times. Have you seen Dave Chappelle's new fucking stand-up, con- like stand-up thing? No one's asked me that because I've been talking about it. What? And everyone okay. knows. Oh, okay. See, so yeah, yes, I didn't know Yes, I
1: that. fucking adored that. That was like, it was like watching a special that I watched as a kid that got me into comedy. Yeah, it was such good. a throwback classic, like powerhouse comedy fucking stand-up special his other specials were really good but they were also like oh dave chappelle's new specials but that one was like i'm on top of the world and i think i'm gonna hit a grand slam for the fuck of it and just like beat you over the head
0: my favorite part is when somebody's phone rang (laughs) remember that like someone's phone mm-hmm. rang and yeah. he, he kind of looked up. was like what the fuck and everyone's all boo and he's like who gives a shit answer it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just i really like that part and it, that's another thing about comedians that's super fucking yeah. funny is when they could just roll off with something that happens that they didn't expect so
1: someone was explaining this in a podcast recently i think it might have been uh Lee and whitney cummings i could be mistaken but right. um they were talking about how they just like they're not clever, like necessarily just clever in that moment. It's that they've been doing it for 13, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Moments like that have happened so much that they just know how to respond to it. Yeah. And I'm anticipating maybe something will happen at my show and it'll be my first learning experience. Yeah. Like today at Jitsu, I had I learned that I can't just be attacking some dude who's turtled up unless I have something like, you know, something to do something right. to, a limb in my fucking <coughs> arms and maybe at this comedy show i'm gonna learn like oh maybe i don't pause that long so someone can interrupt or someone's fucking yeah baby could cry don't bring your fucking kids to my show goddamn goddamn god idiots, it. jesus Feel christ
0: that. i don't know it's different yeah. though for me though because they're like it's weird like people have brought their kids to like yearbook shows which i think is kind of cool like that we played a show the on um, saturday night or friday night whatever saturday night and uh, these people brought their fucking kids and they put like the big fucking earmuffs on them. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. shit like that's kind of cool, but like a comedy show, we're going to be talking about a bunch of dicks.
1: Yeah. Well, everyone's going to be talking about a dick. Everyone's going to be talking about a dick. You know what I'm most nervous about now that I think about it? Well, My last one, I just went on. Yeah. I, I think I opened the show. Yeah. It was like, oh, just me. And then I did it. And then it's over with. <laughs> yeah. First one, one and done. But I think uh, there's going to be people before me. And even people after me, and now I have to be like in the middle of it.
0: I'm gonna be thinking about whatever the fuck they're doing, and they did, and I'm be like, oh. "That's the best spot to be in a show is not <laughs> do not be the first and do not be the last, because the way I look at it is like you can kind of you can gauge your game a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. And if you're in the middle of the set, most of the time people are, are already a little. It might not be the same thing with stand up but like people are a little more warmed up okay, and you know, people are enjoying themselves for the most part and it'll make it a little easier for them to enjoy you as well. Like I hate playing shows as yearbooks is opening just because nobody's really into it during the Mm. first band. And then I also,
1: yeah, what's that like being like, I finished what you're saying. You don't also don't like, I also don't like
0: headlining or closing because at that time, either people are leaving or they're just like, eh, they are already they they spent their
1: energy for the yeah, band but if before they had like ahead.
0: second or third like if you if you're on a, if you're on a like a, let's say a four band or five band bill there should never be that many bands on a bill that's too I'm many so yeah, but that's that's how it is It should be three four three tops three to four I four think. tops four's and four's a lot four's a lot i like, i fucking uh we no the fucking show that we played on everyone. saturday there was like fucking seven bands gross what it, place for you <laughs> it was called find the good that's actually a super nice menu and the people were really sweet and the promoters did a good job and a lot of people showed up that's just but for me personally that's just a lot of fucking bands for example i saw a uh, brand new at the san jose fucking university uh-huh. stadium or whatever and it was it was just fucking modern baseball the front bottoms and brand new and that was perfect that was it it was nice. a fucking two-hour show it was awesome like yeah you know like shit like that's cool but like when you're in position to play, I, I personally my preference is you know second or third, okay. right in the middle somewhere, because mm-hmm. that's just when everybody's grooving.
1: See, I don't, I'm, I don't know if I'll be playing first, last, or fourth or fifth, so or whatever those are. Yeah. Who knows?
0: Who knows what I'm gonna be saying? Either way, it's it, the <clears throat> cool it, the, with, the, with it being the stand up. I mean, people people can ex- expect to laugh. Yeah. So most of the time, they're into it. I, I think, would think, I don't know shit oh, about it cause I'm not a stand-up comic, but I
1: can tell you one thing that people are, a lot of people are already nervous for you because they're nervous when they think about doing it. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are thinking, Oh, I could do this. That when you are funny, they're so relieved that they let themselves laugh. Oh yeah. That they're Absolutely. like, Oh, thank God. That was funny. I can laugh at this. And then maybe he'll actually say something I like. So there's that. Um, yeah. I have a lot of like shit that I am kind of taking chances with.
0: Stuff you're just kicking around
1: or what? Well, all of it's being kicked around, okay. period. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, I'm just like, I don't know how this is going to go over with the crowd of people, what the crowd of people is going to be like, and who is going to like or dislike it. And I'm not just trying to come out and be just some like edgy asshole or something like that. No, not at all. Like, that. Like that's my like demeanor, but definitely not my like, comedic style, necessarily. Right.
0: So, we'll see, see. There's a whole thing. So... This is going to sound completely crazy coming from me, for anyone who knows me. Um, confidence is a, f- a fucking crazy thing in in a, on a performing standpoint or whatever. Okay. Like, I, me as an individual, normally, I don't try to be super confident because I don't, I mean, there's no real reason to. Mm. Like, I'm confident in the ways that I need to be, but everyone's like, oh, you got to be more confident, Brett, blah, blah, blah. And I like, who gives a shit? But on stage and performing it's a whole different thing and i not trying to swing my dick here um, i've had multiple people come up to me and be like hey like you're a you're a different person when you're performing it, like that that's this, where we shine yeah.
1: that's where performers people yeah. like us kind of shine yes, that's where we can do that
0: and i agree and I, and I, and i'm it's it's because there's um i don't think people i mean people who don't do what we do don't really understand how much fucking goes into that. Like, then it's not just, it's not just material. It, it's, it's, it's your mood. It's how your day went. It's, Mental it's, preparation. It's, yeah. It's, it could be, you know, it could be soothing. It could be cathartic, whatever. Like there's a lot that goes into the, to like the whole effect. Yeah. So and and performing in front of people, like as a performer, of course you want everybody to like you, mm. but the thing that scares you have to give them a reason to like you. And that's where the confidence thing has to come in because like if you go up there for me anyway, like I go up there and I really try my hardest to convey that I'm not a total fucking stick in the mud <laughs> and that I can be very I can be interesting and I you know because I can. It's just it's easier for me to be like that when I'm um when I have the the power to do so like with the microphone or performing cuz most of the time I feel like nobody gives a shit what I say and I'm very easily dismissed. So when I get to perform, and you're like, "Yeah, motherfucker, you have to listen to me." Like, <laughs> I just get it, get it more of a kick out of it. So then it's like, okay, well, here's a side of me that not everyone gets to see yeah. all of the time, yeah. and that's a very important tool to use, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to kind of just express myself and see if my creativity or perspective is valued in that way. Exactly.
0: That's cool. I understand? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and Yeah, and that's what's that again, that's what's cool about the whole performing thing. Cuz you're allowed to write about whatever you want. And nobody can tell you what to do. Like I I that's I have a problem with working with like producers and stuff when it comes to recording mm. because I when it comes to the stuff that I write, I'm very dead set on how I want it to be because I feel like a, I don't like people telling me what to write and B, mm-hmm. it's that authenticity and emotion of anything whether it's stand up or music or fucking writing anything when it begins to be changed by a third person perspective it kind of it kind of loses that like that shine you know what I mean
1: yeah the individualism kind of gets yeah. tinkered with the, the, yeah
0: individualism exactly like a you know we were yearbooks recorded a record that i do love a lot but i just i you know we worked with the producer which was fine he's a great guy he did a good job you know but going going i learned a lot from that experience like i learned how to okay i was like okay instead of writing songs and getting kind of upset when the producer didn't enjoy what we had because it was a very complicated experience it was all written in the studio so there wasn't a lot of material to work with so we were all writing collectively
1: That sounds like a
0: fucking it took pulling two teeth. fucking years. I bet. Jesus. So, but with the new record that we just put out called Stepping Stones, mm. um, I kind of took that experience when I came down to writing songs and me and Kevin writing songs to take what I learned from that situation because those songs that we did with the producer they they all came out great and we all agreed on what was what was what came out of the meat grinder. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I took that experience and changed my writing to like, okay, well, this is what we did here. Let's just do, let's let's take that process yeah. and, you know, blah, 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 and write like that. It just, what I'm getting at is that music is beautiful and stand-up is beautiful and art and expressiveness is beautiful because you can do whatever you want. You can write whatever you want. And that's a big reason why I started this doing my own thing with music because not only do I have the constant urge to do so when it comes to music, it's just I can write about whatever I want and I can have whatever style I want. And it's like I could do that with yearbooks as well, but you have to be considerate when you're a songwriter and yeah. band with other songwriters. And you have to come up with a unanimous conclusion about whatever's coming out. But this now this is just like I can just write whatever I want. You know, I can just do whatever I want when it comes to it, which is great. And I've never done that before. I've always been in a band.
1: Well, Brett, I'm fucking very excited to hear what you have for us in this coming year. And I think that was a very well put. And I'm very happy to have you on my podcast.
0: Thanks for having me. Um, I've been waiting to do this and I hope people listen to it. Where can we uh, listen to your books and get all your shit? Sweet. So gearbox's new record is called stepping stones it's a five song ep and it is available on all major streaming platforms like spotify and apple music you can also find it on youtube as well um alternative press has premiered our new music video for falling backwards so you could also find on our youtube page and um we'll be taking the holidays off from any shows because we need a break and uh Early next year we're going to be doing a lot of touring and we're going to put out a record. And as far as my music is concerned, um, I have started recording a solo record or whatever and it will be out in early next year. I'm just taking it very slow and I will be putting out a single in January. Fuck yeah. Brett Leitz, thank you so much. Thank you, Dallas. Pleasure having you. All right, guys. See you next week.